Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. Did y'all come ready to receive something this morning? I pray you did. It's Easter Sunday, and I hope your expectation is high today because I believe that the Lord's given me a word to share with you this morning. I want you to look at somebody and tell them it ain't over. Look at somebody else tell them it ain't over. It ain't over. That's right. Now, I want to read this morning from uh, uh, John chapter 11. John chapter 11 is where we're going to read this morning. I have a whole chapter to read, and we got to get done quickly, so y'all stay with me. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but you may want to take some time this, this week and actually go read this whole story so you can see the fullness of it. I'm going to give you some recaps. I'm going to hit some key point scriptures, and then I'm going to talk to you uh, this morning. Is that okay with y'all? Let's, let's talk for a little bit, all right? The title of my message this morning is, It Ain't Over, amen? Ain't, ain't a word unless you use ain't in a sentence three times though, right? And so, uh, John chapter 11 says this, verse 1, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Now, we're going to skip some, some verses here, and now go to verse 5. It says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her, sister, and her sister and Lazarus. I want you to remember that. Now Jesus loved Martha, her sister, her sister, her sister and Lazarus. Verse 6. So when he had heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. So... Jesus loves Lazarus so much that when he hears that he's sick, he's like, maybe it's COVID. I'm going to stay here, okay? I ain't going over there. No, just playing. He, I, I, he, he is not moved. He just stays where he's at for a couple more days. Now, as you continue to read, we're going to skip some. Jesus begins to talk to the disciples and begins to talk about how Lazarus is sleeping and so on and so forth, and they don't get it. And so the, one of the translations actually says, so Jesus became explicit and said, Lazarus is dead. To the disciples because they didn't understand. Now, verse 17. So when he came, when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Okay? So now Jesus is on the scene. He showed up where Lazarus is dead at. And it says that Lazarus has already been in the tomb for four days. Now we're gonna skip down to verse 21. I'm telling you, I'm gonna skip some. It's not because the rest of the text isn't important. It's just because we don't have time and I need to hit these scriptures. You can read this on your own time, but I'm giving you a little bit of overview, kind of what, what takes place. Now, verse 21 says, Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Verse 23, Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. And then Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Now skip all the way down to verse 32. And we're going to read the rest of this. We've got a lot of reading right here. So you just stay with me just for a minute, all right? It says this. So, then when Mary came where Jesus was. Now Jesus 
He's, he's there, and he, when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So she repeats the same thing. Verse 33, Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And then verse 35, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. Verse 37, and some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus said again, groaning in himself, Come to the, I mean, came, He came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Verse 39, Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, it's stank in there though now. Right? Like She's like, Are you sure about this? Because... This is going to be putrid. There's been a man that's been laying in there for four days because you decided not to come whenever I said he was sick. And now you want me to remove this? Lord, by this time there's a stench that's been dead for four days. Verse 40, Jesus said, Or did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? 41, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. I love the fact that like, the, the, the verbiage totally changes. No longer Lazarus, now he's just the dead man. And so, so it goes on to say this. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And now I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Verse 43. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus. You heard that song by Carmen? Back in the day, yeah. Verse 44, and, and he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word today. I thank you for your resurrection life that's in the room. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you speak today clearly and articulately what you want spoken. So, we, Lord, we just thank you. We open up our ears, open up our hearts to receive what you want said today. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. This is an incredible story, right? I mean, we read this, and there's a lot of faith that can be built up within us as we read this. We read about literal resurrection power taking place. Now, obviously, uh, Easter is a time where we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, right? And a lot of us kind of get stuck on Friday, right? We, 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 we like to talk about the cross and, and the blood and all this, but there, the, the cross and the blood was to make way for resurrection. And now, that we, now, because of resurrection, we can have fullness of life. Now, today is Resurrection Sunday, and, and I know maybe some of you may have came well, and been expecting me to just preach about the resurrection of Jesus. And I want you to hear me today. This is the resurrection of Jesus. What I'm preaching today is the resurrection of Jesus. It's the resurrection that Jesus gave to others that he came into contact with. That's what Jesus did. Whenever he comes into contact with the place that Lazarus is, that's where resurrection plays a power takes place. So I want to show you today, before Jesus was resurrected by the Spirit of God, he resurrected others. Now, we don't know a whole lot about Lazarus when you read the, the, the Bible. Um, Lazarus is not mentioned much, believe it or not. He's a very uh, key, uh, uh, very, he has a very key story in the Bible, but what only things we know about Lazarus are almost basically only in this text. He was the brother of a former prostitute, um, and he was present whenever she washed Jesus' uh, uh, feet, and, 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 and he was there then. And another thing that we know about Lazarus is this. Verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. 
That's about what we know about Lazarus. There's not much more um, in the text about him. So Jesus, though, loved Lazarus. How many believe that Jesus loves you? Amen? I believe that Jesus loves me. I believe that Jesus loves everybody in this room. But Jesus didn't just love him, but clearly there was some sort of relationship that was there. There was some sort of relationship that Jesus had with Lazarus that I believe went past just him loving him because he's a person. Because listen, I'm ahead of myself, but it's okay. The only way that Jesus shows up to Lazarus' tomb and weeps at Lazarus' tomb is because there's relationship there. There's some sort of relationship that is present between Jesus and Lazarus here. So you may want to write this down. Lazarus was a recipient of resurrection power because of the relationship that was present. Lazarus was a recipient of resurrection power because of the relationship that was present. You cannot receive the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead until you can first confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's whenever the Spirit of God comes and lives within you is once you've confessed, once you believe in your heart, confess in your mouth, then his spirit uh, uh, is within you. Now, I want to tell you in this room today, whoever you are, Jesus loves you and is pursuing you. But listen to me. Pursuit must go both ways. Jesus is always pursuing you, but are you pursuing him? Do you have relationship with him? Because listen, there is no relationship until you also pursue. If I am constantly running after my wife, going after my wife, loving her, caring for her, but she never talks to me, never looks at me, doesn't even sleep in the same bed as me, or any of that, we don't have a relationship. Right? I put it in terms that maybe you understand this morning. If there's friends in your life that you are texting, talking to, and, and trying to get close to, and so on and so forth, but they literally just aren't talking to you, you probably don't have a relationship with them. Because there's not pursuit that goes both ways. Relationships take pursuit both ways and coming and meeting together. In other words, you have to pursue Jesus because Jesus is always pursuing you. But you have to make a decision to pursue Jesus so that you can have that relationship with him. Listen, when you receive Jesus as Savior, you start a relationship with him. And there's spiritual new life that takes place. There's something new that happens in your life. The Bible says that he, that being Christ, is a new creation. Old has passed away. And behold, all things have become new. So I want you to see this. When you repent, the, the, let me give you the, the, the real quick, easy way to make Jesus the Lord and Savior. We've made it about an altar call, and I believe it's important. I believe it's good that you come to the altar. I believe it's great that you get saved and all this. But I want you to understand that salvation can be very simple. Very simple. Repent, believe, and confess. That's what you need to do. Repent of your sins. It means to turn. Go the opposite direction. Repent of your sins. Believe in your heart that he is Lord and Savior, that he was raised from the dead, and then confess it out of your mouth. When you do these things, you become a new creation in that moment. And this morning, I believe that there's some of you that you, can, you have been desiring to become a new creation. Today's that day, amen. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day of deliverance. Today's the, the day to repent and turn from wicked ways and go after the things of the Lord, amen. Because listen to me, Jesus paid for your relationship with his blood. Jesus paid for your, Jesus was sent to give you a way to be made new. He endured the cross so that we can have new life. He redeemed us from the curse of sin. Redeem means he 
bought us back. He bought us back from the ways of death. He stole the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He bought us back in that moment, and now we can become property of the Lord once again. Listen to me. I'm thankful he took my sin and my shame, and I'm grateful that he nailed those things to the cross. And now, then he went, and he was buried. He went to... Once again, to hell, death, hell, and the grave, stole the keys, and then was resurrected so that we could have newness of life in Christ Jesus. I'm thankful for that. Are you thankful for that today? Amen? I'm thankful. So, let's go back to Lazarus now. Though Jesus loved Lazarus, he didn't move immediately. Anybody ever felt like that before? Jesus, I know you love me, but I've been praying for this thing. And I have not seen you move yet. I don't know about you. I've been in that situation numerous times. Where I've been like, Jesus, I know you love me. I know you care about me. But I've been praying for this situation. And I have been seeing no movement. And I begin to think about this. Because Jesus, the scripture says that Jesus waited two more days. He said he stays where he's at for two days. And then decided, all right, crew, let's bounce. Let's go. We're going to go to the tomb now and deal with this. So Jesus then goes to Lazarus. Jesus shows up to your problems when he is welcomed through the doorway of relationship. Jesus shows up to your situation whenever he is welcomed through the doorway of relationship. Had there been no relationship, there would have been no doorway or access for Jesus to even know about his condition. Because you got to think, at the time, there's probably people with conditions everywhere. But Jesus gets the ear, but, 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 but Mary, Mary and, and Martha get the ear of Jesus because they have a relationship. I can about guarantee you there was someone else 50 miles away, 100 miles away, who was also dying. But because of relationship that's established... With Jesus, Jesus shows up to that situation. I'm trying to show you this morning that relationship with Jesus is so important. Not crying for sugar daddy Jesus to show up when you got a problem, but relationship. If you pray only whenever you're going through hell, that's not relationship. I know I've got some kids in this room, but I'm going to say this as... as just like with a marriage relationship, if you're only hitting up your spouse because you've got needs, that's no relationship. It's not. You're just, you're just doing the deed. It's, tra it's transactional, as Pastor Charles said. It's transactional. Relationship is authentic and important and must be something that is practiced with Jesus daily. And the reason that Jesus knew about this is because Martha and Mary and Lazarus had good relationship with Jesus. And Jesus cared for them. So by the time they get there, he's been dead in the tomb for four days. Could it be the reason Jesus didn't move right away is because he wasn't concerned because he knew the ending? Could it be that Jesus already knew? Is, is that the reason why he said Okay, I'll be there in a little while. I, I think about this because I don't know if anyone's ever read this, the story of Jairus' daughter. Anybody ever read the story of Jairus' daughter? Who's, she's dying. It's another situation, right? She's dying. <laughs> and 
then as he's walking, the Bible says that there's crowds thronging Jesus. And he's literally, think about this. He's on the way to heal a dead girl for Jairus, who is a very important person, by the way. He is a leader in the synagogue, and he is, so he's like a pastor, and, and, and not that we're really, anyways, but, but so he's, he's leading, he's going with him, and Jesus stops and goes, who touched me? And you gotta think, the disciples are like, everyone. Literally, Jesus, there's not a person in this crowd that has not touched you. But he stops on the way to resurrect a dead person. He goes, who touched me? And then takes time to listen. The Bible says that she, that the woman with the issue of blood, this is that story as well. There's two incredible miracles right there. The woman with the issue of blood, it says, and she told him her whole story. Think about that for a second. Any women in here like to tell stories? Men were like, yeah, this happened and that happened. And then ladies were like, and then this happened, and you missed this key detail. And the fragrance in the room was this, whenever this story took place. If you remember, baby, this is how it happened. But we'll talk about it later. I've got this from here. And then they just take off on another 30-minute story sometimes. Now, men, you do that too sometimes. I've been around some of you guys. <laughs> Listen to the whole story. Jesus is not moved. Because... He knows the ending from the beginning. Do you really trust him as the author and the finisher of your faith? Do you believe that he is so sure that you're going to come through whatever you're going through? Because Jesus looks at this, I believe, and he looks at Lazarus and goes, I ain't worried about this. Lazarus will rise again. Now, I know when we talk about Jesus, we like to talk about the third day, but ain't nobody talking about the fourth day. You know, in the story of Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection, day one, they're heartbroken. Day two, they're dismayed. But day three, he got up. Amen. I'm, I'm thankful he got up. I'm thankful that we have that example of resurrection power. But has anyone in here ever felt like day one, I was heartbroken? Day two, I was dismayed. Day three, I was still disappointed. Yeah. I bet you there's quite a few people in this room today that have felt like, day four, I'm still struggling. What is going on? And you're still praying. You're st Listen, imagine Mary here on day three. Day three, where's Jesus? Oh, he's finally decided to show up on day, day three, four-ish. We're going into sweet. I went, I'm thinking about her. She, she's like, I went and told Jesus to come. But he's just like, nah, not right now. I'm good. Literally, both Mary and Martha separately walked up to Jesus and said this exact same thing. If you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. How often are we looking at ourselves going, Jesus, if you just show up and do your thing, I wouldn't be in this situation. And Jesus is like, don't you worry about a thing. Like, Jesus is like, don't worry about it. I will show up in the timing that I believe that this needs to take place. Obviously, they're disappointed. They're irritated. They're confused by the whole situation. Write this down because I want you to get this today. We will never perfectly understand God's timing, but understand his timing is perfect. We will never fully, his ways are higher than ours, his thoughts are high and greater than ours. We will never understand the fullness of his timing, but I want you to understand that his timing is always perfect. 
It's an incredible miracle that serves also as a life lesson for us that even when things are dead, cold, stinky, and appears to be in the tomb, God in his power can bring dead to life. And to someone in here today looking at your life and your situation, I want this message to be an encouragement to you and let you know you may be looking at your life, your decisions, things that have taken place, maybe things that you didn't even get to decide, just things that happened to you. And now shame and condemnation is all around you. You're looking at your marriage, you're looking at your children, you're looking at your finances, you're looking at different areas of your life, and you're looking at these things, and three days have passed, and you feel like there's no hope. But I want to encourage you with this. Lazarus was dead for four days before being resurrected. Sometimes things go longer than we expected, but that doesn't mean resurrection power can't happen. Sometimes there are things in our life, man, it stinks. And you know what? As a church, we're here for you. As people of God, we mourn with those who mourn. We rejoice with those who rejoice. But I want you to know today that if you're on day three and you still haven't felt the resurrection power, listen, there's another day coming. And your day of resurrection power is coming. Don't give up. Trust in Jesus. Don't throw in the towel. Trust in Jesus. Just because it feels like it's been too long for that area of your life to experience his resurrection power doesn't mean it is. Jesus showed up and resurrected Lazarus. Jesus moved for someone he loves. Jesus spoke resurrection. Jesus broke off the smell and wraps of death. And Jesus will do the same for you. He is the same God. And if he did it for Lazarus, he'll do it for you. He says in Malachi chapter 3, it says, I am the Lord your God. I change not. In Hebrews, it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I want you to hear me today. If he did it for Lazarus, if he did it for Jairus' daughter, listen to me. He will do it for you. Just don't give up in faith because it ain't over. Somebody say, it ain't over. So it's time to cancel the pity parties. It's time to cancel the funeral. It's time to cancel the mourners. It's time to cancel all of that because you serve a Savior that accepts you into the beloved and resurrects you in times of darkness. Oh, I need to say that again. You serve a Savior that accepts you in the beloved and resurrects you in times of darkness. No matter who you are in this room today, He accepts you in the beloved. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you've been battling with same-sex attraction. I don't care if you've been dealing with drugs. I don't care if you've been uh, having addiction to alcoholism and nicotine. I don't care if you've been dealing with lust. I don't care about any of those things because Jesus looks at you today and says, that's my son and that's my daughter. And I'm calling out of darkness into his marvelous light because I accept them into the beloved and I bring them out of darkness into resurrection light today I want you to hear me when I say I don't care I'm not saying that you're not changing that's the whole point here is that you're not staying there is that the resurrection power brings you out of those situations I don't uh, uh, he brings you out of the shame and darkness and condemnation that's been wrapped around your head and brings you into something new a greater thing resurrection power takes place and you can't even go back to the old you don't even want to go back to the grave I just feel that this morning there's some of you that you've had the stench of death on you but the Lord says I'm washing it off of you by my blood today and the Lord says you will not pick back up the grave clothes you're going to put on a new mantle a garment 
garment of praise will be your portion this day in Jesus' name. I really don't care how far you've gone, how deep the sin is, how deep the addiction is. He can resurrect you. You may say my situation stinks. Well, it ain't over. You may say my marriage is really dark, Pastor. Listen, it ain't over. Say, continue. Fight for your marriage. Listen to me. Fight for your marriage for resurrection power. Listen, resurrection power is more than just bringing a dead person to life. It's bringing dead things to life. And sometimes things die. And things are on their deathbed. But hang in there and fight for these things. Some say my kids are all wrapped up in the things of this world. It ain't over. Some say it's been too long, Pastor. It ain't over. Some say I've gone too far. It ain't over. You may say there's no hope. It ain't over. You may say there is no way. He is the way, and it ain't over. It's time to come out of the grave because Jesus is calling you out the grave. Amen. The raising of Lazarus was a showing to the disciples, though, that Jesus is the Savior. And we can look at it the same way this morning. Jesus is the Savior. He's showing forth miracles here. The resurrection of Jesus was the sign that now you have that power, though. So he shows the disciples this is resurrection power. Shows, him, shows the disciples in the resurrection of Lazarus, this is resurrection power. In the resurrection of Jesus, it is showing you you have that power. So he went from showing us this is the power to now this is the power that lives in you. It was a giving of his power. And his power lives within us and he's alive, seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us just like he did with Lazarus. Think about that. The Bible says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you. And what's, what happens in the moment at the tomb with Lazarus? Jesus makes intercession for Lazarus. <laughs> he says, Lazarus? Even before he says that, he prays and says, God, I know you hear me and you're going to do this right now. He's making intercession. And he says, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus comes out of the grave. Listen, Jesus is looking at your situation today and he's talking to the Father. And he's saying, that marriage, come out of the grave. These children, Come out, prodigals, come home. Addiction, be broken, come out of the grave. Shame, be broken, come out of the grave. This is a day of new life because it's not over. Romans 8, 11 says this, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Listen to me today. I want you to hear this. He didn't just come for resurrection power to be seen. He came and he rose to give you resurrection power and begin to speak to situations in your own life. Because you think about this, that's what Jesus did. Once again, Jesus is showing the disciples what resurrection power is. And when he shows them what the resurrection power is, he says, Lazarus, come forth. Sometimes, listen to me, I'm not going to say sometimes, all the time. You have to speak to situations, not think to situations. You need to speak to situations. Death and life are in the power of the... There we go. Speak to situations. Let it come out of your mouth. Let it come off of your lips. Prophesy to situations and say, Lord, 
I thank you for this. And I thank you that you're intervening on this situation. And Lord, you're doing something that I can't do and that no man can do. But Lord, you're going to bring dead things back to life. You're going to resurrect things. You're going to bring things to newness of life. Lord, today you're going to bring, you're going to bring uh, what was painful and you're going to make it beautiful. Miss Donna, will you come play? You're going to take anguish and darkness and turn it into resurrection power and life and glory. Listen to me. He came to turn your mourning into dancing and your sorrow into joy. He turn, came to turn grave, your grave into a garden. He's the master gardener of, and he came so that you may have everlasting life. He came, died, and rose again so that you could have life and life more abundantly. And today is a day to look at your situation and prophesy to it that it ain't over. Will you stand to your feet this morning? And will you just with one voice all together, will you just declare, it ain't over. Your marriage, it's not over. Your life is not over. The sickness that's been plaguing you, it's not your ending, but the Lord says, I am writing a beautiful story because it ain't over. Will you give God a hand clap and shout of praise this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.